Uh, Y'all really don't edit this? We do sometimes. Okay. Yeah, we edit the shit out of this podcast. Oh, you yeah. said you don't edit it. We were making a joke to you. Oh. Even though we promised no lies whatsoever, ever. Well, that wasn't a lie. That was just like... That was a fib. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was just a I'm fib. done snacking, I swear. Okay. Right. Were you guys VeggieTales heads? You oh, were yeah. homeschooled, so yes. Oh, yeah. The answer is yes. Absolutely not. It was absolutely a VeggieTales head. Remember, do you remember uh, Larry Boy and the rumor weed? Yeah. <laughs> Better watch out for the rumor weed. And the whole thing was like, don't tell rumors. Like, I believe it was like, don't gossip and shit. Yeah. Um, Which is, is a big thing in, in church. But is also, it? yeah. Oh, yeah. Because my mom loves gossip. Oh, no. Well, oh, that doesn't no, they mean do they it, don't like, crazy, gossip. But... That just means like they tell you not to. Yeah, they, they, I feel like people in power always say they, like, "Don't they're, gossip." They're like, I don't want to gossip, but but here I go about a gossip. gossip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Or it's today like, we're taking down the church on this same scene. <laughs> or like, have you ever heard like an old Southern lady say like, "Oh, bless her heart" about yeah. like, and and that's the most passive aggressive like mm. she is talking shit about somebody. Yeah, you that's know what I mean? that's old Southern white lady for kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody That's old southern white lady for it's get it back Tuesday if you're still asleep. <laughs> Kill yourself. Wait, hold on, hold on. Can we What's get up? a couple seconds of silence for room tone? All right, thanks. <laughs> room tone? Who's room that? Tone. Uh, He's good know. friends with uh, with uh, Timothy? Yeah. Um, this is my brother, room tone. Well, welcome back to the Saint of Scene. It's a podcast. Oh, thank you for welcoming me back. Um, I am one of your hosts, Dawson. Um, he him pronouns. I kept forgetting to do that, but now I remember. Um, and I think we only needed to say it on the first episode. Honestly. Yeah, some people might yeah. be coming in on like not the first episode. Yeah. yeah. Some people might just really hate love from the other side and don't want to hear us talk about it. They might. They might. Um, uh, yeah. I'm your other host, Carson. Also, he, him, just for a little refresher. Um, and we and have... I'm going to change it up here. Oh, with shit. With the pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> and refuse to do that. <laughs> um, I'm not your host. I'm just a frequent guest and friend. Yeah, frequent guest, friends. Um, best friends. Oh, my, oh my God, best friends. Mortal yeah, best enemy. Friend. I would say best friends. I would hope you'd say that. But, I would hope you would say that also. Yeah. But Who are you? Been saying Dan's your best friend, so you know. It kind of depends on the day. Anyways, my I, name. I haven't. I feel like I haven't annoyed you in a really long time. That's true. I no. feel like, the... like actually annoyed you. Like I've done a little. I've done little things here and there. But yeah. I feel like recently we've been pretty hunky dory. Yeah, but, we've been uh, good. We're friends. It's yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Next week, my, na- my no. name is Maddie Caffrey. Can you see her pronouns? Holy crap, yeah. it's Maddie yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap, a it's, woman. It's Maddie Caffrey of the Callous Dowboys. What? Back, back to talk about her favorite back once again. Song. Back. back once again. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't your dad's podcast. This ain't your dad's goddamn podcast. <laughs> That's right, bitch. Back once again. <laughs> um fucking uh VeggieTales rumor weed yeah um i i just wanted to throw that out there the rumor weed was genu- genuinely like pretty scary and every mm-hmm. time that a rumor spread 
it would get bigger, right? And it's, oh, it like, it's yeah. like it's a weed. Like yeah, like it's like you need weed. to stop that. Not like the the or, veggie tales are all smoking loud. And, <laughs> and it's no, I was like, it, oh, it was, I'm smoking the veggie tales rumor weed. It was uniquely frightening <laughs> to the veggie tales. You should tweet that though. Weeds have a directly adverse effect to vegetables. So like, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I think together. I could do every if we turned on that if if we turned on that film Das Kino. Yes. Um. I, I think I could probably do all of every line of that movie. Yeah. But that's my milk money. <laughs> that's, uh, there's a little there's a little celery that says that I believe so. Veggie Tales was popping off. Yeah, I used to be a big Veggie Tales head. Yeah. Like, no. Larry Boy was my idol. We have friends that work for Veggie Tales now, who we wow. should have on the pod. Honestly, future guests of the pod. Andrew Simmons. Yeah. Andrew Simmons. Andrew Simmons. Andrew Simmons of VeggieTales fame. How are you doing, Maddie? Oh, I'm all right. I just I don't know anything about VeggieTales. It's, only, it's, only, been, it's oh. only been one episode since you were on. <laughs> we only did one without you, and now you're back. Because yeah. uh, I don't know if you heard, but we had to we had to we made the executive decision to respin twice last episode because we landed on a like super obscure B side from Pax Am days that you could only get with a download code from buying the seven inch. Oh, who even cares? It, it's a cover, too. Yeah. And then we landed on another cover on the wheel. So we were like, we're going to spin it a third time. No matter what it is, we're doing it. Yeah. And we landed on this. Um, it's my favorite follow-up boy It's your favorite ever, follow-up And that's why song. I'm back. This is, this is the fastest we've ever gotten into an episode. So I feel like I should delay it a little bit by oh, saying. Oh, okay. If you want to keep. By saying. Uh, yesterday? Day before? When was it? What are you referring to? When I texted you about the thing. Remember the thing that is good pod talk. Oh, that was yesterday. Was that yesterday? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the Young Veins posted on Instagram. What? <laughs> yeah. How did nobody tell me this? Because uh, I was waiting to tell you on here. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Live uh, reaction. They posted <laughs> live Maddie reaction. Live veins. Maddie reaction. Um. That's crazy. Yeah, deleted everything off their Instagram and then posted new cover art of their one album. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm, I'm some kind of reissue right leading me to believe that some NDA is Oh, up. is broken because of panic breaking because up. Because of panic breaking up, yeah. Or maybe he maybe there's like some rights to like some demos or something that were ceded to him or something like that. Yeah. Well, the thing is so um, we'll see. Like the 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 post is an alternate cover art of their album "Take a Vacation," and I'm about to double check right now. Um, uh-huh. But you know, I didn't hate that album totally. I haven't listened. I to I should it, revisit uh, it because I'm a I'm a fool. But you're um, kind of like still. I think you're still fresh out the oven when that one came out, though. Dawson's not that much. <laughs> <of us>. Jesus <laughs> Christ on a cracker! Fresh out the oven. Fresh out the oven. I'm about to find out a how bun. inaccurate that <laughs> statement is in yeah. like two seconds. So it, I mean, it looks like they're doing something. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that came out in 2010. Ryan <laughs> so Ross. it's over. So it's 12 years, 12, 13 years old almost. Okay, so they. He... Oh, oh, all right. What? So this. Oh. I'm about to see if this is like anything special okay it's not um they just reposted the the cover for the deluxe version of take a vacation that came out in 2019 um it's got uh, a few bonus tracks on it um i was about to check if they were new but they've they've been around since 2019 when that sure album sure came out but, but still weird that they 
posted it. They and posted it everything. two days ago. Well, two days Interesting. ago. Interesting. Yeah. So, so we'll have to see what that is. See mm-hmm. what comes of that. Um, I I think at, at least at this point that means that the panic stuff has been dissolved. Um, any legal legality stuff has been. Well, I don't know. Like, well. What? It might not be a legal thing. It could just yeah. be a hype thing. What but, hype would thing. that like? What would what NDAs would be in place that would have effect on the young veins in general? Well, I mean, what Maddie was saying, where there was like, there may have been some demos that were like under contract. Oh, oh Glory being one of them, maybe I don't know. Well, that some, was some that stuff. song was technically released. That song was technically but, like, released, but I don't know if there, I don't know if there's stuff that because maybe an early version of it has Brendan tracked on it. Mm-hmm. maybe that or i i don't know i don't know what the the possibilities could be i think it's more of a hype move more than it is a um yeah i think it'll i mean my I, th- question I think is, it's just good for their for ryan ross's career i'm sure i'm sure he's itching to get back to it anyway he just yeah really probably hasn't done anything like at all i have no idea what he's done do you think that like it maybe getting back out there felt weird while panic was active or like that's also true i mean it would probably be he's a local god (laughs) he is a local god (laughs) as we learned from viva Las vengeance fucking i i was thinking about that song when we were talking about it the other day and i was like i was like damn like what an asshole take a shot brendan yuri is for for writing that song um, he's really writing a song about a member that hasn't been in his band and like I don't even know I don't even years. know if I'd call him an asshole for that because he's just like saying like you have it so much better than I do and yeah, my yeah life that's is like miserable. the whole point of that song is that Ryan Ross has it better than than Brendan Urie does how great question yeah, I mean it's, I, like it's, I don't even know what Ryan has done he doesn't even hardly post yeah. on Instagram well he's like the the chorus of that song is um you'll live forever as a local god it's even better than the thing you're not which like implying the thing you're not is what brendan is yeah um so like i don't know i guess brendan like fucking hates <laughs> that's a bunch of cope it must be that brendan yeah. has heard criticisms of him not being as good of a songwriter which are right which even are though, true even though who I think, said that <laughs> <laughs> i truly i don't even think ryan ross is perfect because no. the young vein stuff is not that great and like people didn't love the pretty odd stuff. I think those are. I did. I yeah. love. I still do. I, I really like record. pretty odd, but like I don't think it had the lasting like impact that. I think it's turning around. His first record. Like did. When, uh, when it came out at first, I think people were really confused and called it like Beach Boys ripoff. Yeah. If they weren't a fan Beatles of Panic. Ripoff, Beach Boys. Yeah, ripoff, just big ripoff energy. But like I think lately it's turned around. Definitely. Where, like, people are appreciating what what it has to offer i think that record was their, super unique their yeah. least lot. streamed song is a song from that album which I mean, one? It still has like 23 million plays wait their whatever. least streamed song ever mm-hmm. out of all the records there's not like a deep cut from like one of these less later records no, that is no. less streamed than I'm gonna, that's kind of sad uh, yeah i can't verify because mobile spotify doesn't have stream numbers well it was a, i watched it in a youtube video oh okay. i gotta get off youtube shorts <laughs> you know it was like it was like least stream songs from panic of the disco i forget which one it was but it was i, I remember it was one where i was like oh it's folking around really that is the i least, like that song. i like that song a, a lot yeah. i mean it kind of feels like a little interlude type like yeah, yeah. But it's throwaway fun. song but 
Yeah. I think it's cute. Dude. I like that record. Um, My favorite and, I mean, record. like, commercially, I, didn't that record not do very well? Like, it, I mean, I don't in, remember. Maybe in comparison to Fever. See, I think not, but. they probably could have done anything coming off of Fever, and it would have done pretty good. Oh, I'm, I I mean, it did pretty well, but... Um, that was just really strange. That, like, little pocket of time was yeah. a really strange time for um, musicians, I felt mm-hmm. like, because streaming wasn't a thing yet, mm-hmm. and I don't but think... But there was still an in-between of, like, like, physical sales were down for all formats yeah Yeah. and like vinyl really hadn't made because i felt like hadn't come back at all if if vinyl had the same impact now as it did back then then it probably would have been perfectly fine fever Mm -hmm. still came out in an era where people were buying cds yeah that caught the last tailwind of people buying cds also something Mm -hmm. just like a little um i if i remember correctly of this era if it's not right at 2000 was it nine when Uh this came out when that Mm -hmm. came out if it's not related to 2009 eight. or 2008, yeah. it might be in the like couple of years following it, like up to 2011, um, YouTube was uh, working out all their copyright sure. policy. Yeah. So I remember the entire Fueled by Ramen channel was entirely flagged, even wow. though it was their own it stuff. It was their own stuff. Yeah. So Damn. like all of that stuff like was uploaded onto there and i think it, it like this i might have a warped perspective because that's how i got into a lot of music uh-huh. was yeah. through youtube and stuff like mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. i just remember that like they and they also fueled by ramen also tried to pump a ton of video content they made yeah. little mini vlog channels for all of their artists and yeah. made them like post on them constantly I, I remember the verse emerge do you remember uh, tai tv of course yes, yes I <laughs> and i think covert starship Thai had TV. one and the cab had one anyways yeah. um but like i i don't know i think i wouldn't really judge that album yeah. by its sales which i think that i think touring wise it did pretty well though yeah. i mean because they did that live in denver album that's that everyone loves so much well they also did the they remember the honda civic tours what? yeah i went to one i went to the honda civic i don't yeah. know what this is I, it was uh it was the they did Two Honda Civic ones. Did you see the... Well, they they did it a few years in a row. Honda Civic Tour used to be this thing where, like... I think they it was sponsored by Honda Civic. Honda. Yeah. Honda. And they would, they would get someone it. to custom paint a Honda Civic to, like, match the artwork of, like, the yeah. headlining band. Yeah. Um, they did one for Vices and Virtues. The Vices and did Virtues. Did they do Honda that Civic. again? Because I remember Pretty yeah. Odd Tour was Well, a... it was... It, so it was the Vices and Virtues tour, but it was... Tour, I think it may have been even the last Honda Civic tour or the second to last. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember they had like projection lights that had the Honda Civic tour logo on them yeah. in between sets at that oh, tour. Oh, interesting. Um, and I th- want to say that... Uh, Fun and Foxy Shazam were sharing a drum kit. Oh, it was um, that tour. That makes me livid. That, that I, I saw that and you didn't? Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. It was like the best show <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, Fun and Foxy Shazam were sharing a kit and it the kick drum said 2011 Honda Civic Tour on it. Wow. So um, that was the one tour that you could have ever gotten them to uh, gotten to see come on mm-hmm. yeah. live. Yep, and I saw it. Yeah. 
die. That's fucked yeah, I know. up. Fucking kill yourself. Um, that was, it was, so it was amazing. It was so good. That song had come out like a week before. I'd also seen My Chem a week before at the same venue. Jesus so. Christ. Oh, see, I went to that show. I think that yeah, was yeah, why. Yeah, you and I, I were at that show. Yeah. That was why I didn't go to the Panic one because I was like, well, fuck Panic. I'm going to see. Yeah, I my, gotta see My Chem. My, the, the girl I had a crush on had an extra My Chem ticket and I went with her. Mm. And then. Oh, my, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I can't schmooze women into yeah well listen i i said i had a crush on her she didn't have a crush on me at all damn she was like you oh, still I just got the be free friends. yeah and here we are everybody one of those honda civic tours i believe was blink 182 and fallout boy was it or fallout no, boy or my Blink 82 and my chem yeah because i went and saw that with tour manchester orchestra opening they opened a leg of it they opened a leg of it yeah i think because the one that i saw had matt and kim that sucks. That like actually is ass, dude. It was also at like a fucking amphitheater. It was, yeah, was it Lakewood? Wasn't yeah, it? That, didn't, which didn't is so stupid. Lakewood? That's yeah. not. I hate going to. Yeah, that place sucks. Like especially to see that's, like my chem is so underwhelming. Seeing them yeah, in an environment that, like that. That's that's where I saw. Um, that's where I saw Panic and Weezer. Uh, Pweezer. Pweezer. Yeah. Pweezer. That I I wish Weezer had done that with every big like co-headliner they did where they just named it. Oh, like Foozer? Yeah, yeah, because they did a, I don't know if you know this, they did a big, like, five-band tour with uh, Foo Fighters' brand new Hot Hot Heat and uh, uh, Death from Above 1979, and it was called the Foozer Tour. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) So sick. That's so funny. It's just so funny to think about that lineup. Like, that lineup is so funny. (laughs) Every time I think about it, I'm like, God damn, that is insane. Um, Death from Above should think they're lucky stars. That's the tour they broke up on. Really? Yeah, that's the Damn. tour that they like. Weezer killed them a little bit. Yeah. Damn. Um, Damn. They finished that tour and then they were like, nah. So I think that tour may have broken up Hot Hot Heat too. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Hot Hot Heat's been back for a little while. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, I think I'm wrong about that tour breaking up Hot Hot Heat. I want to say that Hot Hot Heat. Did a tour with like, it was like a tour with like Smashing Pumpkins and Billy Corgan was like, you guys suck or something like that. Damn. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, no, but yeah. Uh, fucking Honda Civic Tour. We got to backtrack. I was going to, I was going to talk about something. I was going to talk pretty odd. Pretty odd. I just remember the, cause there's a pretty odd tour oh. or there was a Honda Civic Tour. Then there was a pretty odd tour. When, when we were talking about. Physical sales declining and streaming not quite being there yet. That little pocket of time, mm-hmm. you know, 2008 to what, like 2011, 2012-ish? Yes. Um, uh, I was going to say that I think one of the biggest victims of that era, I think one of the biggest victims was the cap. Like, because... They shot themselves in the foot if you listen to that music, though. Uh, I mean, if you listen to Symphony Soldier, sure. I mean, one of the biggest crimes is that they named a follow-up to Whisper War Symphony Soldier, which, like, just drop the shtick, do something new. Like, why would you do that? They also couldn't hold on to their lineup. Yeah, because Ian Ian Crawford joined Panic! at the Disco for a little while. Yeah, he's also a very talented guitarist. He's an insane... What is he doing now? I don't know. Maybe he's in the new E-Tid band. (laughs) (laughs) We know he's not, but that's a nice thought. Yeah, that'd be cool. I wonder what he's up to, because I know that... I'd look it up. I'd sub- I'd go check out whatever he's. What doing, a good guitar player! Like, yeah, he was amazing. I don't know if I'm falsely accrediting him, but I feel like he. I mean, you know, you never know who like is really doing. It was it was him and the keyboard player that wrote everything for the cab. Oh, okay. I don't know if Dawson's very familiar with the cab. 
I have um, my my friend Jen, who I've brought up a few times on this pod. Yeah, Shout future guest of the pod. Future guest of the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, nope, I don't know who this is actually. There, okay. you, there's one song that will force you to check out after this. Yeah, that um, it's so good. Too. Well, so Patrick Stump produced their whole first first record basically, yeah. mm-hmm. and then there's one song that has uh, Brendan and Patrick features. Yeah, it, and, and it's so good. It kind of slaps. It's one of the best songs, period. But that band kind of like flash in the pan moment for yeah. Field by Ramen. They had Which a pretty... I'm really surprised when we were young didn't tap them for like something or, you know, I don't... Unless they're all doing other things in the entertainment industry, I don't know why that band would be hard to bring back. Maybe yeah, now like... they'd be easier. I feel like at that point that was kind of hard to market because they were like... Almost Maroon 5 core, but you're trying to market it to like... Yeah, like early Maroon 5 core, but they were trying to market it to emo girls. Yeah, yeah. they are trying to market it to tweens, which I don't think is like impossible, but like... No. I don't know. I also have lots of criticisms of Field by Ramen's like marketing strategies yeah. from that specific era, but... I think I think Verse Emerge is like the biggest failure of that era because I, I thought they were pretty good, but like... Well, you know the... They, Fueled by Ramen actively, it's I believe it's Versa Emerge. I could be thinking of what was Sierra Custerbeck is her name. Yeah, well, that singer, yeah. uh, Versa Emerge specifically got like bottom of the totem pole treatment, yeah, because of Paramore, Paramore. right? Yeah, yeah because yeah. they didn't want to, like, for some reason, Fueled by Ramen was afraid that they were going to be like shooting themselves in the foot. By having two girls. (laughs) Yeah, like they thought that they would be like kind of competing with each other. And they just like, Paramore has always just been a monster. And like they didn't want to risk. And they wrote a good song called Monster. That song's awesome. That song's sick. We should start a Paramore podcast and go through every single Paramore song. Because they're all good. So we've talked about this. Once we're done with every Fallout Boy podcast, we do. I mean, presumably if we still like each other by the end of this, we do want to keep it rolling. So we're, you know. There's a lot of bands we could. There's a lot of bands we could do. Yeah. Talked about Dave Matthews. (laughs) Some DMB. Some DMB. Be here for 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) How many albums does Dave Matthews have? Oh, like 17 or something like that. It's a lot. It's a lot of songs. I mean, the wheel would just not even function. It wouldn't be a real wheel. Um, Let's get into this song. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this song. Uh, I mean, for years we've said Genafsis, but there's an extra S in there. It's Genafsis. Genafsis. Oh, yeah. So, Janaspis. Janaspis. I was in the car like, listening to this song over and over again, and I like made a point to figure out how I would try and mm-hmm. pronounce it, and I think it's Janaspis. Okay. And you can hear um, a clip of that song right now. It's over. I hope you enjoyed that little clip of the song. Yeah. Um, it stands for gay isn't a synonym for shitty. Which is, is not, right? Because that would yeah. be jib- Yeah. Yeah. Gay yeah. is not a synonym for shitty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this on your last episode. Well, I just wanted to what refresh the audience. On... Yeah. 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 Of course. Of course. Yeah. Maybe they didn't listen. To your maybe first they didn't episode. listen to the last episode. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they. Maybe they heard. Wow, oh, Maddie Caffrey's gonna be on that. Uh, or they actually good reason to not listen to it is because it is a mania song. So yeah. Yeah. Um. So I mean, let's let's talk about it. Uh. Let's just jump into it. Uh, Dawson, I know you did the the deep dive uh, a few months ago with, uh, you know, listening to every song they had released, I think, right? I did every main album. 
Every main album. Yeah. So and, was and this some included? B-sides. No. This was not included. So was this, this your first listen to this song? Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. Oh, really? I yeah. I wish I could hear this song for the first time again because this is like, um, it, the one thing I wanted to bring up because I didn't research it because I'm an idiot. Um, does anybody know why this didn't make the record? Honestly, I don't know why. Uh, I'm guessing it's just because they had too many good songs. Too many good songs. Um, and also I wanted to. Uh, bring up the possibility that this may have been like brought together as early as cork tree. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are you smiling at on your on your little phone? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was looking at the. I, I wanted to pull up the genius uh-huh, article yeah, of for it, and I <laughs> I got to track down this T-shirt, but there was it's probably a one of one. I don't know if it was made like other uh-huh. times. <laughs> It's Gabe Saporta from um, Cobra Starship <laughs> wearing, sure. wearing a shirt that says Gabe is not a synonym for shitty. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Which is so That's oh, so dope. No, actually what it says is Gabe is not a synonym for Siski, which is an even deeper reference. What is Siski? A Siski is um, Adam Siska from The Academy Is. Oh, who went on? Who has since gone on to play bass for Carly Rae Jepsen? That's oh, right. Nice. He is in. Uh, he is in. Uh, uh, he is. He is uh, the. I don't know if he's bassist. still in that band or still know. with Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. I know he was for a while because I was following him on Instagram. I think maybe I still am. I don't know, but and I remember uh-huh. seeing him post like playing in like stadiums with her and stuff, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. The Academy is guy wouldn't go do. That's awesome. Good for him. Uh, I. Cannot find a reason why this was cut at all. I don't think they've ever said um, mm-hmm. it. It really just seems like a, a case of like they had too many songs on there. Yeah. And then they had to cut some. Which if I had to switch out a song on Infinity on High, I would easily switch this one for Bang the Doldrums. Yeah. Just bringing that up yeah. immediately. Um, Off rip. Get rid of that one. But also, you know, sequencing what works for the album, what serves the record. Um, Truthfully, I kind of love this new, the the newer era of streaming that kind of doesn't matter if something's a bonus track. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. in hindsight, it kind of, like, because this one, in, is it, um, it's hard to say I do when I don't. Is yeah, it's other, hard to say I do when I don't is the other one. Is yeah. the other B-side. And mm-hmm. I kind of just consider those Infinity on High songs, because all yeah. you have to do is click on the deluxe version to get it yeah service and then you didn't just listen to the full thing like i don't know but yeah because like it was one thing when like i don't know when when a fallout boy put out that compilation like when they broke up or went on hiatus the first time uh-huh yeah that one had b-sides on it that one had, yeah that would have new songs that, that kind of makes sense yeah i guess but well alpha dog had been released as a b-side to this ain't a scene um when when they used to do like B side singles, oh, so it, the iTunes release of this ain't a scene has Alpha Dog on it. Um, Weird, yeah, yeah. I thought strange. that was promoted because I love a, that song. That's oh, awesome. Alpha Dog is such a sick song. I thought they kind of because they made a little music video that I think was just like tour footage compilation or something, mm-hmm. but. I thought they like just really put that song out as something that was like new to get yeah. you to buy that record and mm-hmm. to like 
so they would kind of technically have a single. It was new for a lot of people. It was it was new for a lot of people, and I don't know how long that single existed for. I don't know if like when the record came out, they like pulled it from everywhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like you could find Alpha Dog before Believers Never Die. Interesting. Um, because I remember that at one point I would just like I was just combing through shit before that came out you know probably mm-hmm. just on youtube with folly or something like that i used to do that with a lot of bands i realized the other day that like half of the like lincoln park songs that i thought were on hybrid theory are actually like demos like unreleased songs that people found and shit sure. like that um so i think this was this was one of those along with pavlov which you couldn't get anywhere um unless you, you still had... really can't find that song hardly anywhere yeah no I think they're going to put it on streaming eventually because, I mean, so many people talk about it. But this one in particular, the song we're talking about today, um, gosh, I really, really like this song. Um, What was was Dawson, your first impression? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your first impression of this song today when you listen to it. I think this shit rules. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Give give us more. Give us more. Um, I was, I was like actually kind of surprised at how good it was. Um, Why is that? Because, like, I, I thought it was just a lot better than a lot of the stuff on Infinity. And I like Infinity a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, like, I just, something about this one, I was like, damn, this shit, this shit bangs. Like, the, the main riff is, is really great. And the, the chorus is, like, there's a, just a bunch of catchy melodies yeah. all over this song. Um, and the lyrics are really interesting, too. Like, I, I genuinely don't know why it wasn't on the original album. Yeah, I mean, so. I think you could swap Bang the Doldrums out with this. I feel like you could swap Fame Infamy out with this. Um, There's, uh, and maybe even like, uh, so actual theory, I think this song might be a little too close to Hum Hallelujah. Um, Oh, that's, I think that's valid. And Hum Hallelujah, because Linkin Park was just talking about this. They just dropped two new songs uh, for the Meteora 20 year thing. And these are like finished fully fleshed out songs that, you know, Chester sang on all of them and, you know, they like remixed them and, you know, so they're going to be out with all these unreleased Meteora songs. Um, They were just talking about how they didn't put this song lost on the record because it sounded too much like numb. And they were like, numbs the closing track on Meteora, which is such a baller move, by the way, one of the best songs ever. And they made it the last song on the record. Um, they were like, they're like, if it comes before numb, it spoils it, and if it comes after numb, then it's like numb spoils lost. Yeah. So that's why they waited, you know, nearly twenty years to drop this song. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how this feels. This kind of feels like um, Hum Hallelujah has such a cool idea of sampling or interpolating the Hallelujah chorus. Oh yeah. Um, that it's like, and and this song doesn't really have anything like that. Whereas like. I think every song on this record has a little hook like that has a little like, Oh, that's the song where this happens. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Hum Hallelujah is also probably one of the best songs and I get not wanting to have like something eclipse it. Yeah. Or Or just something that's like, Oh, this just sounds like the, you know, yeah. A B list version of, yeah. I like this song better than Hum Hallelujah. Oof, oof. I don't I know I can, if That's I can tough. go there. I won't lie. I, I mean, it's your favorite Fall Out Boy song. Well, it's my favorite, I think, because I really like the lyrics. The lyrics are so good. I think the yeah. lyrics are, like, really interesting. I think they're some of the most, like, 
I don't know. They're kind of cryptic, but still kind of like yearning will, and w- like. I will point out. Uh, I mean, they have lyrical. These the two songs we're talking about, Home Hallelujah and Genesis. They have lyrical similarities too. Yeah. Um, which also I think could have been contributing to it. But I do think the lyrics on this song are better. I think they both um, have homoerotic undertones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explain we that can, part. We can get well, do we want to get into that? Yeah, yeah. It's, let's do it now. So, let's do it now. All right. So in in my limited research of, of this song, um, because I've been a busy old bitch. Yes, but, you have. Um, band's been in the studio. The the biggest thing I've seen as far as like meaning behind this song, which is completely unfounded as far as I can tell. <laughs> is that I'll find it. Is that <laughs> is that this song was written because Pete Wentz had a one way crush on Mikey Way in two thousand seven. I don't oh, think it was Lord. one way. And <laughs> Well there was one way involved. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah, like I, I, on Tumblr, this this post says Pete Wentz was totally obsessed with Mikey Way in 2005 to 2007, while also crippled by hard depression at 27. And I was like, "Damn, man!" <laughs> no, I don't think that happened. I really don't think that happened. I think Pete Wentz. Well, okay, crippled by hard depression might be like a a bit of some tough diagnosing right there. Pete Wentz has always been very open that he has bipolar. Yeah. Like from the start of Mm -hmm. their career. He's like, he's always like done interviews about it. He's always been like super like wanted to be open and like advocate for that and make that like part of kind of the fallout boy story, I think. Mm -hmm. But, um, no, that's absolutely some like fan interpretation, but like, I do buy it a little bit. The song is also called gay isn't a synonym for shitty. Yeah. And Pete, like I saw like an interview thing that was in the the genius page for the song that was saying that like Pete was just really fed up with everybody calling things gay. Yeah. Because like back then that was much more cutting. Now I feel like it kind of made a comeback because gay people also don't give a shit about calling things gay. Yeah. 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 Well, like, is is Pete gay? Like, does he have? Is he bi? He said that he is bi. Uh-huh. He's married, wife and kids, and everything. Yeah, yeah. so it still can like, be bought. You can still have some kind of arrangement going on, though. You know? <laughs> we don't know, and that's it's really it's really, to, it's not our yeah. business. Yeah, none of our business. We no. can we can interpret yeah. that doesn't mean there isn't homoerotic undertones. Oh, absolutely. And that I think that because I think there's too much like between both of these songs, too much like un unrequited yearning. Yeah, and too much like I'm yearning so bad i can't even tell anybody well let's get our special guest uh everybody please welcome pete wentz uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow whoa it's also, pete wentz i also have a correction from the last time i was on oh yeah I yeah bring it up bring it up well. baby um because my friend i had a friend reach out to me and listen to it yeah, the podcast yeah. And she- well so i i wanted to bring this is no insight onto uh into uh like how like why this song was cut or anything but uh pete went said in a 2013 interview at reading and leeds uh he talked about that was the last time this song was mentioned i suppose um i think it was just like a prevailing trend at the time i think some people were saying it was just like so prevalent like oh that's gay that's gay to me it was more so like people just weren't looking more in depth than they could have you know you like could have come up with a better synonym than that you know, 
Yeah. I don't know why there are so many likes in here. I mean, I get that that's the way he talks. That's the way I talk, too. But, uh, you know, not very good for print. Well, <laughs> well yeah, they could have edited the likes yeah. out. but Suck my ass. No, the Genius. kind of... It's not really a correction, but it's kind of a correction. I should have mentioned this, apparently, uh, the last time that I was yeah, on yeah, the yeah. pod. Because um, last time I was on the pod, uh, You're So Gay by Katy Perry came up. Yeah. And... The, I think I brought that up. Yeah. The rumor is, though, that that song is about Pete Wentz. Huh? The song You're So Gay by Katy Perry is yes. about Pete Wentz? And they would have Why crossed paths at the time. Huh? Okay. What Be- year did... That's like 2010, right? No, that's like 2007. Yeah, by like 2010, eight? Katy Perry was already in like firework era and stuff. Yeah, because like 2000... Cause that was her first album, and Come she on, was... Come on, let your colors burst. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was... You're So Gay was still on her first album, yeah. and she was doing Warp Tour touring. That's right. That would have made sense. Yeah. So, Katy Perry on Warp Tour is so funny. That's honestly, how she linked up with 303, because they so were based. also doing Warp Tour. I forget about the Katy Perry 303, 303 connection. Song. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love, I love the they're culture. They're more like 303 now, because <laughs> they're so old. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I when, want, when we saw them last year, they're like singing about my first kiss, and, you're like, and they're like forty. Yeah, they're like a thousand. It's like, damn, you just had that. That's crazy. Yeah, I wanted to touch on the because um, I, I don't deny that there's absolutely homoerotic undertones in in Genesis. And you'd know him if you saw him. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I think just like um, like the the reason I like. Whenever Get I hear ass. people like describe it as as uh, Pete's in love with Mikey Way, it's just like I don't know. That's real. That, that's real people that you're shipping right there. Like, I mean, that's that's kind of the it's whole kind of uncomfortable. That is the. I feel like we've had a um, a cultural understanding to that celebrities are real people, and that's a more modern thing. Yeah. Because when I was like reading disgusting fan fiction when I was like fucking twelve years old. Yeah didn't we didn't have that understanding no absolutely or, or we should have but like, like i'm not gonna uh, i'm not shitting on anyone who had that opinion back then yeah and like i mean it's it's fun to like have that theory where it's just like ooh, pete was in love with mikey way and my two yeah. favorite bands have a romantic connection but <laughs> i feel like taking it any further than that is just kind of like yeah so what do you guys perceive as homoerotic undertones in this song because i got nothing <laughs> Um, I, I, but maybe that's because I'm so straight. <laughs> I don't even notice shit like that, bro. Like, <laughs> dude, he's got to be talking about football. I think, it, <laughs> I think, it's, dude, he's totally talking about Call of Duty. Specifically in the chorus, when it's uh, the I slept with your old shirts and walked through this house in your shoes. Yeah, sure. Bottom behavior. Where he's not gonna, where he's not gonna fit in a, in a woman's shirt or yeah. uh, a man's shoes. Unless it's shoes. a big woman, like six foot five. I also think Which, something about the Pete Wentz wife. Pete Wentz's wife is taller than him. So. I was oh, gonna nice. say he has a t- he's a tall wife. He's guy. a tall wife. Yeah, yeah. So she's very beautiful though. There's... She's a very beautiful woman. Hell yeah. She's a very beautiful. She's woman. Very beautiful. She's very beautiful. <laughs> I'll stop this now. I'll slip into a flow state and I won't get out of it. What can you say about Peter Wentz? Peter. Peter. All right. Hey, Peter. Hey, hey Peter. Peter. This is the other thing we'll slip into. Peter. Peter. 
Uh, Get Fallout Boy back together. Hey, Beater. Hey, Beater. I hardly Start know a band her. with BB Rex. <laughs> God. Anyways, the chorus, I think, is what sells it as okay. homoerotic. And also, I get the, it. Like, All right. the it's a strange way of saying that I know I'm supposed to love you, I think is. I think mm. I think that there's something. I think that means something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also were listening to the Dijon record and you're like, this this record's about being getting your heart broken by a man. And I was like, there's a song called The Dress on it. I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about. No, the rodeo clown song. You can have a female rodeo clown. <laughs> you met one? Females can do rodeo. You've never met a female Females. rodeo clown. I'm looking at one. Oh, damn. Woo! That's a low blow. Come Whoa. On. Can't do this. Yeah, that song. That song. No, I'm gonna call. A, I'm gonna phone a friend on that one at, after the pod. That song is about loving a man. That song is about getting your heart crushed. Which by friend? A man. I feel like Nat Lacuna would back me up on this. Uh, all right. I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. No. Yeah, we're fine. wildly off topic now. Sorry. Dawson. I mean, there is somebody I could call who topic. would back me up on my thing, but it's fine. I'm not it's saying that. Like maybe. I also don't think it like matters. I'm Dijon for gay. I'm Dijon for straight. It's fine. It's cool. I don't know. Like, um, well, it does actually. It does matter um, Mm. uh, because that's the whole point of the song. But what Um, I was gonna say, I don't know if it matters if it's about a boy or a girl. But like, actually, it kind of (laughs) does. Yeah, Lil Nas X album would be would hit a lot different if it was about a woman. You know, that's true. (laughs) You were talking about a car seat headrest album. That is all about girls when Will Toledo is very gay. Yeah. And that's I, because that's not about Will Toledo. Yeah, no, no. And I think that's fine. Yeah. So maybe this is about maybe this is about I don't know. Because be I, I two get other like after finding out that because uh that was the first Car Seat Headrest album I listened to, which um I don't recommend if you're getting into Car Seat Headrest. It's a fantastic album, but it's not indicative of them at all. Um but um when I first got into it, I just like assumed that he, he was, was telling straight. the truth uh, and like yeah. that he was straight. And then I found out later um, that he's that boy gay. That boy gay. That boy gay as hell. Um, and mm. uh, that like enhanced the album for me because like mm. he so convincingly told this story about like this character that he wrote about. And I was like, damn, this is really compelling storytelling. There's a, there's a German shepherd in our front yard. I was going to say, I just saw that walk by. I was like, what the fuck is this dog What doing? a sweet boy. <laughs> um, uh, Wait, so the guy's gay and he wrote a song from the perspective. He wrote a whole album that's like, it's from not the perspective a perspective of a straight man. Yeah. From the perspective of a straight man who like um, goes to. It's, it'd be like if I wrote shit. an album about loving a man. You know? like, it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be really difficult for me. It'd be really hard. <laughs> it'd be really difficult for me. It's really but difficult like, for me to do that. No, um, it's <laughs> it's really funny though, like because if you have any like any knowledge of Will Toledo and Car Seat Headrest and how they started out, like he has a lyric on, <laughs> and just to, just to preface this before I say this lyric, I like men, but he, <laughs> yeah, Dawson is a gay guy. I well, not gay. I'm bi, but you know, I do I do like men. Not gay, um, bi. Dawson is a bi guy. Yeah, I'm just gonna like. Um, I like men. I, I like men. If you didn't know that, now you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna double check this lyric. It's I like men Tuesday. If you're because still asleep. He, he, <laughs> if you're still asleep, kill yourself. I like men Tuesday. Um, 
Oh yeah, so he uh, he has a song on his album three called "The Ghost of Bob Saget," and you might be able to see where this is going. Oh. Um, he, the opening lyrics are: "Last night I was haunted by the ghost of Bob Saget." He said, "You're more or less than just a," f-. and nice. you know, if you have listened to that album and then you listen to Teens of Denial, yeah. You you get it. He's not actually like talking about himself on that album. Mm, like yeah. that boy gay. Um, I did not know that that car seat headrest was dropping in slurs in their music. That's dope. He's gay as fuck. <laughs> they <man>. might rock. <laughs> the next the I was next say, lyrics. This is the most like information I've ever received about car seat. The next ever. two lyrics. Yeah, it is jarring. <laughs> the next two lyrics are so I put on a dress and followed him to heaven. But first I gave him a blowjob outside the Seven Eleven. Like, bruh. This band rocks. <laughs> I, I defend car seat headrests. This is sick. That yeah, probably car happened. Seat rocks. That's probably true. Uh, that, that, yeah. With Bob Saget? W- well, that's that wouldn't surprise me if Bob Saget was just... If he rocked like that. There was a whole know? drama with that where Bob Saget, like... Called, Did he not like the lyrics? He, like, just... He didn't know that um, that was lyrics, and he thought that people were just, like, bringing that up to him as, like, an actual thing that happened. It's like, you called this gay man the F-slur, and then he's like what the fuck no i didn't and then he just like started blocking car that's seat awesome. headrest fans that's so sick he, he rocks yeah. he's so cool <laughs> it got cleared up but like nice. it was really funny <laughs> um anyway what were we talking about oh if, this, if song. this song's gay or not yeah um i don't think that totally matter matters whether the song no, is gay it, or not it definitely doesn't but yeah. i do think i mean it doesn't make it any better or worse i think it has it's about lots of conflicting feelings yeah no definitely um, I'll say part of the reason that my, that this song is my favorite is, um, oh, where is, what's the line? I the, wanted to bring up that another reason why this song could have been cut was because, uh, there's a, there's a line in thanks for the memories, which was borrowed from a movie called closer. Mm. Oh, and this uh, also and has a line. This also has a line from that same movie. Mm. Um, so I, I I could foresee maybe just like not only does it sound not not only is it too similar to Hum Hallelujah, it is also you know uh, there's also like a fucking thing. It just all know. around seems like a, a numb situation. Yeah, which is bit. unfortunate because this song rules. This song's really good. Um, yeah, I thought they had played it live. Apparently, they never have. I don't think they ever have. I I wouldn't. That's a bummer. I I. You know, I kind of saw that coming because it's, it's like a B side. Yeah, they, they still play some like. There's been some weird shit that they've pulled out occasionally. Where yeah, I've but been if like, you're gonna play, strange. if you're gonna play songs from Infinity, there's like five other mm-hmm. bigger songs Definitely. to pick from. Definitely, they've never played my favorite song. So. Which one? Oh, you'll see. You'll okay. See. <laughs> you won't say. No, no. Uh, What's your favorite Fall Out Boy song? I'm I'm not gonna say. He doesn't have to say. What do you think it is? Is it 27? No. Is it a, a Follier song? No. Mm. It's a non-album song, actually. It's a oh. non-album song. Yeah. Is it Alpha Dog? No. Oh, okay. Close, though. Anyway. I think you've you told me it? before. It's from now on, We Are Enemies. That is oh, I love that song. Oh, yeah. Song. You've told me that before. Song. That is, like, far and away song. the best song they've ever made so that's cool. Um, anyways the line that makes this song kind of my favorite song from them is uh the lyric is and i've traced your shadows on the walls no i kiss them whenever i'm down yeah that's yeah. crazy. and the way he delivers it is just like 
so good. So well. He it's amazing. It so well. That song's really, like, I don't know. This maybe, song maybe, I mean, I, I think, I do think it's pretty funny that Pete made his friend sing about gay shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pete was writing homoerotic right? lyrics for an unsuspecting Patrick, Patrick Stone. Is is a very straight man. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Patrick. He's, he's Patrick could guy. be ace. Um, he's a wife guy. But, he's got a uh, wife. He could he could have been a husband. The same guy. wife, Things right? They've been married for a while. I think so. I don't know yeah. too well. He's he... not very public, so no. I mean, yeah. He I don't want to speculate on, on his love life. Um, you remember when Patrick Stump was in that episode of House? Yes, I do. Or was it Grey's Anatomy? What the fuck was remember. he doing there? <laughs> I think it was House. I want to say it's House. Was he in House? It was, was one house. of those medical dramas. He just has an episode where he's just a doctor. Just one episode. Yeah. Nice. He like only has a couple lines. Well, back then, every everybody got an episode of House. Or it might have been Grey's Anatomy, I feel like. He's There's got his a, little glasses um, on. Like, it looks like Patrick Stump. Like, if you were in the, the ER. The and- chops. <laughs> Be like, this guy can't operate on me. <laughs> You're like, why is my he's wearing an wearing... I heart I heart bingo hat? <laughs> why does he have a newsboy hat on? <laughs> Did you watch the video for Hold Me Like a Grudge? I don't think so. No. Okay, so the whole premise of it is that uh, Pete has been like bionically rep- replaced. Like most of his body is like robotic. Um, As is his body in reality. That's yeah. true. Um, I got that new hip. Uh, <laughs> no, so like the the thing is, is like he quit Fallout Boy, and there wasn't like like the whole thing is that he quit Fallout Boy to like be a superhero. Uh-huh. So he has to get everybody like back together because there's like some space time continuum thing. Um, and like Patrick's like a bodybuilder, and uh, <laughs> Joe is doing like motion capture stuff, and Andy's a monk, like, and all this stuff. And so they have to go back. The whole premise is they have to go back to the set of the This Ain't a Scene video. Yeah. Um, before, like, the whole audience in that video gets sucked into a giant I Heart Bingo hat. It's great. <laughs> that's it's really so fun. silly. It's so great, dude. It's that's hilarious. Awesome. That's, that's for the real ones. I know. It really, ones. it really is. They just put out, like, an extended cut, too, that's, like, 10 minutes long. It's great. It's really fun. That's Some, awesome. Some lore, some deep lore. The yeah. one interaction I've ever had with Patrick Stump was Patrick Stump used to have a Tumblr account in like oh. 2010 or 2011, I think. And you could send him questions on there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he would just like, he wouldn't touch it very often, but sometimes he'd get on there every few weeks and he'd just answer a bunch of questions mm-hmm. and like maybe post some stuff, his thoughts or whatever. And uh, the only question I sent him was, where's the I Heart Bingo hat? <laughs> Or asked him what happened to it. <laughs> and he said something like, I only wore that hat for like a year. <laughs> That's so good. And then, was, and then he just threw it away. I That's heart great. Bingo. I just remember he like answered my question. I was like, oh, blah, blah. That's great. Patrick Stump just talked to me. That's so Interaction crazy. Interaction with a celebrity. I had I had an interaction with Pete Wentz, but it was black cards related. So Oh, I had a one time Joe Troman replied to my tweet. Joe Joe used to reply to pretty much anything that I tweeted at him. Yeah. Which was great. Because I was nice. like, me and Joe Troman are buds. Like, this is cool. No, That's one what time. That means. Yeah. One time I was in. <laughs> yeah, I had a parasocial relationship with him. And one I have a parasocial I, relationship with all my friends now. So. Yeah. No difference. One time I was being a huge fucking geek. And when Fall Out Boy did their first tour back from hiatus in like 2013, um, me and my friend, like, woke up at like five in the morning and like 
took the train down to Atlanta and camped mm-hmm. out front. Shout out Katie Gould. Yeah. yeah. We camped out front of um the tabernacle, the venue that Fall Out yeah. Boy was playing at that night. And like at the tabernacle, like the place where you're waiting in line, they just like there's some gates, like yeah. some fence gates and stuff, and then all the buses are parked there, right? And yeah. they try to park those buses a little strategically, so that way they're kind of blocking the view mm-hmm. of like people walking in and out of there. And for the most part, you just see people with gear and stuff. But I did like we would stand by those fences and we'd like wait for all of them to like see if any of them would like come and talk to us or anything. Because yeah. supposedly that's how you could meet Fall Out Boy in the past is if you waited out by the buses by the gates like after they cleared everything out for the night but um <laughs> we were waiting we saw like all of them kind of like they would walk in and out like between whatever and i saw joe carrying a yoga mat into the tabernacle <laughs> that's nice. great like a rolled up yoga mat and i tweeted at him i was like hey what's the yoga mat for <laughs> and he said to find my own business <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> That's so fire. I think at one point I tweeted at Patrick and I was like, can I have your guitar? And he just said no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was like some deep Carson lore. But anyway, um, yeah, this very much feels like um, a song that could have been on, I mean, basically every record besides Folly. Yeah. Um, oh, see, I think it could have been on Folly. This song? Nah. I don't know. I don't think there's as vast of a difference between, like, songwriting-wise, between Infinity and Folly. I just think there's a huge difference production-wise. Well, so, and this is is something I was thinking about because of the new album, Um, which, by the way, uh, we never gave our thoughts on it, but I just, uh, real quick, I I really like it. I do, too. Yeah. Mm, It's not bad. Yeah. It it has some moments that I'm like, "Mm, no. Which ones? We'll get into that after. We this will song. shoot you in the head. Uh, yeah, we'll I kill need, you. Truthfully, I need to sit and listen to it more, but it truthfully yeah. has not grabbed me enough to sit and listen to it more. And also, I've been pretty much nonstop playing the JPEG Mafia. Yeah, that yeah. album. Yeah, that album's great. Like, like um, yeah. make no mistake, that album is better. But yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that's just. I, I mean, do think scaring the hose is better, but yeah. No. Anyway. Um, I was thinking about this because of the new record and because of how they've talked so much about how like this is like, you know, they kind of this was they went into this record like, OK, what if we had made a record immediately after Foley? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like they've been saying a lot. And um, I, I, I think Foley is mostly because of the time frame and because of when it had to be made. I think Foley is the weirdest ideas from the Infinity on High sessions. Sure. Um, and I think they were just like, fuck it. What if we actually made these like real songs? What mm-hmm. if these were real Fallout Boy songs? Um, and I, I'm very open to being wrong about that. Um, just with the touring schedule of Infinity on High and how quick the turnaround is, Infinity being 2007, Folly being 2008. Mm-hmm. Um to me, it just—it was a very tail end of two thousand eight, but like, still though, dude, yeah. it I got mean, with, delayed with, at one point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they did a—they did a live DVD. They did, um, they did so much shit. Oh, that's in true. Because live in Phoenix, live in Phoenix has no Folly songs. So, Dang. by the way, it is Foley. Yeah, and I—I've been saying it wrong my entire life. I guess so. It's Foley. It's Foley. Foley. I do. Yes, it's French. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds like we're we're not French. Yeah, and if you are, if you're French on this podcast, 
Remember, it's fuck a man Tuesday. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> For French people, every day is. Every day I have is, sex yeah. with men Tuesday. <laughs> I love men Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this song, this song feels like a backwards progression. It feels like, and, and it, it's a great song. It is so good. If it was on Cork Tree, it would be the best song on that record. Yeah. Like, better than my favorite song on Cork Tree. Better than XO. Um, uh, if, your favorite song on Cork Tree? Absolutely. That song's incredible. That, that and From Now On We Are Enemies, like, the two of those switch back on my favorite. By album, the way, so. um, I think I remember uh, last time XO came up, I think I said something like, I don't like it very much or something. Mm-hmm. I re-listened to it. I liked it. Yeah, we talked about this. Oh, we we texted about for this. The pod. Didn't, didn't didn't we? You were like, "XO is actually really good." Maybe I don't remember. Well, because I put it on my story of like a sometime. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I just remember somebody like um, somebody got to my personal Twitter account, which like we promote the. Um, yeah, we promote we, our bands. We promote our bands' twitters on yeah. on these, which is funny. And then somebody found my personal Twitter account, which is not hard to find. And then tagged me and was like, "Why don't you like XO?" And I was like, "I don't remember." <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I I this just feels like all the progression that they made on Infinity. This feels like it doesn't have any of that really, other than just really, really, really tight songwriting. Well, I think that's why I like this song is that it feels still kind of like a punk song because mm-hmm. yeah. this one's a little quicker. I feel like it's the I think least... it's like the fastest song. <laughs> yeah, it's a little faster than <laughs> from like... this era. Yeah. It's the least well, theatrical out of this whole album. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's what I'm getting at. That's... I don't want to use the word theatrical, yeah. so I've been avoiding it. Another, I was a theater kid. Another so. theory though True. that it's a little less theatrical. It's also because it's also faster. I think part of the reason the song didn't make it is because if it did do well. Patrick would have to sing it, and this song seems like it would be this impossible to sing. Yeah. Hard to sing, yeah. Like it's yeah. too quick, and it's like that. Being said, they did still play "Miss Missing You," which is the hardest song I think. Patrick said that that's the hardest song they've ever had to record. Is Damn. is "Miss Missing You"? I guess. Well, that song's just so. Oh, miss, miss it. That song's fucking. I hate stupid. it sometimes when vocalists record something that's like. Just at the very top end. Yeah. Of their why register? would anyone do that? <laughs> well. Yeah. Why would someone do that? No, why would no, a no, vocalist? No, no. I get you want to write a harmony or something like that. <laughs> One of my biggest like things I, that just makes me mad about the music yeah. that I have loved and enjoyed over the years is um, Twenty One Guns" by Green Day. Billy Joe Armstrong wrote the sing sing the hook to that. One, twenty one guns. It's later. He's never play, he's never sung it correctly live. Really, it always sounds a mess. And that song was huge. You couldn't go anywhere. Was, uh, very big. Yeah, you could not go anywhere without hearing that song for a minute. <laughs> and like the music video was all iconic. That song went everywhere. And yeah, I saw the. I'm I think I saw Green Day twice when they toured off that album too. Mm-hmm. And he just sounded like shit both times. That nice. You saw them with AFI, right? Yeah, it was yeah, so was funny. Nobody too. gave a fuck about AFI. Yeah, no one cared. <laughs> like, not even Green Day fans that are, like, fucking nah. old heads. Like, I don't know who... I feel like I hear, like, I don't know, hardcore metalcore kids on Twitter. People be love like, AFI, dude. Yes, and I'm like, what What do you love about AFI? I don't get it. The, the last I time I saw them was because Circa was out with them. 
Interesting. And I stayed for like three AFI songs, and I was like, I understand the appeal of this, but I I was like, I'd I was watch like, Miss Murder. I'm good though. They I'd, opened with it, dude. It was sick. And you can fucking soy face at it. Like, oh, this is a oh, guitar no. hero. <laughs> I love guitar hero. I got a 98%. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> that song's not hard either. It's I've seen that song. song. Yo. Um, I've heard that's like also like not a great representation of that band, but. Uh, yeah, that, that whatever. seems fair. Like, I don't anyway, know. Uh, yeah, I, I do think this song would be hard to play, I mean, from note one, it's I love everything about this. So it's like, there's know. also just so many little like quick little consonants and like mm-hmm. stuff in that song. Like that that one's really quick. I feel like Patrick had to I, part. I mean, not just the the punk songs are less accessible and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I feel like there's a couple of from under the cork tree songs that I think he had to learn the hard way that yeah singing. Um, some of those really quick songs, like yeah. every night on stage for months straight at a time, yeah. like is just hard to do. Well, I mean, and that would that there's probably good evidence for that just based on how little of Cork Tree they play live. I mean, sure. even even well into like the live in Phoenix thing, mm-hmm. like I think they they play I slept with someone. They play the singles, of course. Yeah, but they don't play like. They don't play like Seven Minutes in Heaven. They don't play fucking uh, Sophomore Slump. Mm-hmm. They don't play Our Lawyer. Like, there's so much shit that they just do not get to because, like, I mean, and the Live in Phoenix DVD, he fucks up. Uh, he fucks up Sugar We're Going Down like bad. Like, he yeah, yeah. cannot sing that song back then. Live in Phoenix. If we talked about this last time I was on the pod, though, that, like, the one good thing about current Fallout Boy is that he's a better vocalist. He's so much better. He's so much now better now than yeah. they were back then. But which it's funny, like you know, they're never gonna play a show where they just don't play "Sugar We're Going Down." Sure. Um, but like every time I've seen them, uh, which I've only ever seen them post hiatus, every time I've seen them, that is like one of the low points in the set. Where I'm just like, ah, why are we doing this? Like, like I get that you have to play it, but like, dance, dance always sounds so much better and is always such a highlight. You know, Patrick um, Stump has said that he, or at least pre hiatus, has said that he thinks that's the best song he's ever written. He said that he said that as recently as Mania. Really, is that is that dance dance is the best song that they've ever made? I see. I it. always wonder about that. Yeah, I think it's a great song. Don't get me wrong. I see why. Like it's I don't um, know the the chorus is like fucking insane. That song's so good. That song is it's just it's just unbelievable. It's written so tightly, like it's you cannot fuck with that song. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing bad about that song. I don't think. I think it's like also it's also one of their like darker cuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say that. Like, I love when they do that shit. Mm -hmm. That uh. Was it like a post-chorus thing, or is it the bridge that I'm thinking of? Whoa, don't you show? Yeah, yeah, that part. Where? Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> that part. Yes. That's like one of the best things ever made. Yeah. Like yeah. not even for that band, like for music. For music, that's one of the best things to ever happen to it. Is that? Maybe he is right. Maybe Patrick Stump is right. I don't. I don't know if he's right because like there are. There are things that I could bring up where, like, 
like another unfuck withable song. If we're just talking about unfuck withable Fallout Boy songs, I think it's Dance Dance, America's Sweethearts. Ah, um, uh, don't. America's Sweethearts, in my opinion, is the weakest cut. On shut Fallout. what up. the that fuck? song is incredible, dude. That song is unfuck withable. Are you telling me that when like. It, towards the end of the song when the rest of the instruments drop out and it's just the two guitars and they go like bam you don't like, lose your shit that's one of the best oh god I can't wait that's to one of that the best episode. two seconds of music ever <laughs> we're bringing you back for that episode too. <laughs> oh, any, I'm, look any Folie songs you already know I'm a nerd about that album oh yeah yeah it's yeah. just and I don't I don't even hate that song yeah. I just think it's the weakest cut okay, on the whole well, entire album uh, what, what would you on on the level of dance dance What's another unfuck withable song? I will also posit this ain't a scene is a unfuck withable song. I mean, I, I think that's like one of the best songs ever written. Considering period. the name of this podcast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's a song where, like, if that's on the radio, if that is, if that comes up on shuffle, anything of that nature, I'm not turning it off. Yeah, because it's so good. So I, 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 I mean, I think America's Sweethearts is in that conversation. Maddie's on her phone. Maddie's on her phone. No, she doesn't have like, shit off I'm the top to, of her head. Ooh, oh, trust. Ooh. Don't get me wrong. I do have brain damage, and I can't remember song titles like ever. <laughs> but drain bramage. What? So true. What do I think is from like, the from the Bahaman <laughs> demon demon overlord Bahaman demon overlord Bahaman. I'm Bahaman. Just trying to, I don't know. I don't know what I would put with unfuck withable what the withable unfuck withable unfuck withable. Yeah. Maybe disloyal order. I see disloyal order is. I know it reads Certainly. too much like an intro track, but I also think it's one of the best intro oh, tracks it's so good. ever written. Like it's, it's just it's, instantly. There's a, there's a conversation to be had about whether, like, whether Thriller is a better opener or not. But I think Disloyal Order takes. I it. think Disloyal Order Thriller's is. definitely in the conversation of like their best openers. But yeah, I mean, Thriller's I think Love fun. from the Other Side. God damn, what a good intro track! Mm-hmm. So good. So, so I need good. to sit with the new record more. I feel bad. You do. Um, you kind of have to just like get over. You have to kind of like kill the part of you that cringes. A little bit um, because there are moments where I'm like, okay, but like now I've kind of come to like them a lot. Like so yeah. good right now. The fucking doo-wop song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I love it. <laughs> now yeah. I'm like, that song's so fun. I posted like, it on my great. story. I was like, listen, this song, it should not be good. I should not like this song, but yeah, against, no. against all logic and reason, it kind of fucks. Dude, that and, uh, that ends what a time to be alive. Like there's so much about that song. I should hate and yeah. I love it. Um, I also think fake out is like, that one's just like unironic. It's like, Oh yeah. yeah. Incredible. I, when, I, when I posted that on my story, when the album came out, I said, I'm twirling around like I'm in a gap commercial. <laughs> uh, that, that is how that song makes me feel. Like yeah. I'm like, and it was all a fake. Out. Like yeah. I love that song. That, that song's so good. Just angelic song. Yeah. God damn. I, I think you should sit with it. Um, I liked that Heaven Idaho song. Heaven yeah. Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Idaho. I like that one a lot. Like Utaho more like. Got got your ass. Got what? you. What'd you say? Utaho. Utah uh, instead of Idaho. What? <laughs> what? What? What you do? Um You've gotta be squitting me. So let's uh <laughs> Have you not heard me do squidding? that? <laughs> yeah. Like a squid, like yeah. a sea creature. Have you not heard me do that one before? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome, Doc. <laughs> um let's uh let uh stand out lyrics to everybody. I mean, I'm just uh this whole I said song. mine, but this whole song, honestly. Yeah. 
Like, but in specific, I, I I love "Born Under a Bad Sign." You saved my life. That's also a great um, lyric. Up, up up on the roof of your hotel, fiddler fiddler on the roof. What what are we doing here? Hardly know her on the roof. From Hardly know her on the roof. You know what? I'm just gonna stop calling you out on that joke. <laughs> I, I still don't think it's funny, but I'm unstoppable. It is great. You can't stop me. Um, yeah, that night on the roof of your hotel. I mean, listen, bands bands tour and go to hotels together. They do. So. And then they fall in gay love. And they fall in gay yeah. man with love. the bassist of the other band. Yeah. Sure. 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 <laughs> um, Me when I fall in gay love with the bassist of the other band. Cross cross my heart and hope to die. Splinter from the headboard in my eye. Oh, I mean, listen, you're fucking so you're having such good gay man sex that you hit the headboard. Look, listen, I'm telling you, photo proof <laughs> kisses. I remember so well. Look, if y'all um, ever that need whole it, bridge is my standout. Any homoerotic undertone readings for any Fall Out Boy song? Yeah, I bet, I bet I could find them. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, frequent guest like frequent is in in bold italics, buddy. So oh, yeah. that I'm here. Yeah, that frequently. You're here. Yeah, that you're here. Frequently. Yeah, by all means. It's only been one episode since you haven't been here. Yeah. So. Um, you know, you can read into man love anytime you would like. Um, I often do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> type emo boys oh, kissing boy. into the YouTube search bar. Is that that's that's what this uh, that's what this episode should be named? Emo boys kissing. No, can you name it? Ga- <laughs> Gabe isn't a synonym for Siski. No, maybe. I mean, I I like emo boys kissing. Emo, emo boys kissing is short and to the point. Yeah, um, sure. Gets the point across so that emo boys do be kissing. I'm giving this song a 10. Oh, this song's an 11. Yeah. Uh, nine. Okay, cool. That's fair. What 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 brings it down for you? Any 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 criticisms? There, it's not even that there are criticisms. It's just like, um, for me, uh, tens, just like in general, whether it's like film mm. albums, yeah. Um, like there's just something else about them. Where like, it just yeah. it makes my brain go wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, what the little guy inside your brain sounds. The little like. guy in my brain just goes wow. Um, I I also uh, want to bring up uh, unfuckwithable. I I'd like to throw out another unfuckwithable uh, eleven out of ten, um, if I can remember the fucking song title, uh, because it just came to me and I was like, oh, that song's unfuckwithable. Uh, it's, uh, uh, the afterlife of the party, I would call complete and total unfuckwithable song. How's that one start again? Um, that is, uh, <laughs> see, I Blood hate cells the... pixelate eyes dilate. That song is good. Something about is it like the violin tracks or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. It opens like a Wizard 101 song. Yes, that's something <laughs> so weird. Also, you know, thinking about it, that song kind of like almost gives like a sneak peek into the Follier. Because mm-hmm, to me, that feels more like a Follier song than like... I know. I would still call it Unfuckwithable. I think that song is near perfect. It is a good song. Anyway. It's a good song. It's a weird one, too. It that, is a weird one. For it them and for one. that album. But yeah. Anything uh anything we got to get into or wheel time? Um, I just wanted to shout out um the uh it's a strange way of saying that I know I'm supposed to love you uh lyric again. Like, it's a good damn, lyric. It 
something about that, um, you know, elicits a feeling of pure and utter hopelessness in me. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's one thing I like in music is, is pure, pure and utter and hopelessness, utter hopelessness. <laughs> yeah. which is why I'm doing a follow up boy podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, just wanted to shout that out. Um, good ass song. I don't think we don't have any, uh, other corrections or, or anything as far as I know. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I think it's real time. How long have we been going for? An hour 10? Hour 11. Hour okay, 11. yeah. yeah. I think it's wheel time. Wheel time, baby. Wheel, 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 Maddie, since you're our guest, you are going to spin this. What? What? That's right. That's right. You get to spin it. Holy crap. Holy fuck. All right. Wait. Oh, wait. Do I press? Are you recording? Okay, you are recording. I'm recording. Holy crap. All right, we're spinning the wheel. The wheel is spinning. The wheel. We're spinning the wheel. The wheel is spinning. And oh, our lawyer. Wow. Our lawyer made us change the name of this song so we won't get sued. It's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah. Our first court tree song, everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, finally, some good fucking music. All right. Maddie, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? Um, oh, you know, at line okay. made six, six, six on Twitter, please. Yeah. That's where you can find me. We can hang out there. Yeah. I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you've already followed me there, but at line made six, six, six on Twitter for Madeline Caffrey. Um, wow. Perfect timing. Um, just going to roll out the red carpet for the rest of the, the shit. If you don't have anything else to shout out, Maddie. Uh, shout out shout out the 19 people that gave us five stars on Spotify. Thank you yeah. very much. What? Yeah. Keep 19 giving us people? 19, 19 five-star reviews. Keep giving us five-star reviews, and maybe we'll read one of them on the podcast. I wanted Ooh. to I wanted to throw out... Um, this is uh this is something that um I would I would like everybody to do. Um you don't have to share this podcast on your Instagram story. You don't have to, you know, tweet about it. You don't, you don't have to do shit. I just want you to send this episode or any of the other episodes that you like to one person that you think you would in, that that you think would enjoy this. I'll also say you should also send us $5. Yeah. Also, all three of us, $5. Send I'm all three at of us. Carson Pace 4 on Venmo. I'm my Venmo at, is the same as my Twitter. I'm at Peanut Reject on Venmo. Send me $5. Are you allergic to peanuts? Is that no, why? No, I'm not. So, okay, we don't have to get... Yeah, we don't have to we get, don't into, have to get into the story. Roll out the red carpet. Um, follow Carson and I's bands, and also Maddie is in Carson's band, um, at Callous Dow Boys on Twitter, at the Callous Dow Boys on Instagram, at Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter, at Bummer Hill on Instagram. Um, new music... Soon. Soon. From everybody, yeah. From some people, for sure. Okay. (laughs) Bye. I love you.